got I had to fill up my car the other day and the cost is shocking, isn't it? It yeah. is, it's terrible. I know. I saw this thing, um this 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 news article and it said that the, the Rotterdam police had come across fifty six drums of petrol. And uh, they said that the street value was over twelve million euros. I mean, how? <laughs> wow! How, how big are these drums? <laughs> so where did they find them then? Oh, apparently they were hidden in a shipment of Venezuelan cocaine. You're listening to the Host Unknown podcast. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening from wherever you are joining us and welcome to episode 97-ish of the Host Unknown podcast. Ah, Talking of random figures, Jav, how are you? Oh, you know, at least you didn't say shady figures, suspicious figures, all that kind of thing. <laughs> rounded figures. Yeah. Rounded. <laughs> not so Definitely. round not so round anymore, Andy. Not Definitely so round rounded anymore. up. Oh, uh, have you been uh been getting tonk? You're all lean. I, um, tonk. tonk What does tonk, tonk. even mean? Tonk. Tonk. What is it like yellow and he's got four wheels? <laughs> oh, tonk, you're getting shredded, you're getting cut, you're getting toned, defined. In in my mind I'd like to think so. I the reality is I've just shed a few pounds, but you know, but I like I understand that. all of that, but but tonk. 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 Have you never heard of Tonk? I've never well, apart Jesus. from like I say, the Tonka toys I used to play with, but <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, anyway, yes, are you well, Jav? I'm good. I'm good. I'm 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 very well. The sun is shining today, so I'm in a very good mood. Uh, yep. I think things are good. Life is yeah. good. I can say that. Nice, nice. Have you had an exciting uh, couple of weeks back? Yeah, yeah. Things been going good. I mean, not not having to speak to you two has been like the the highlight <laughs> of it. <laughs> Tell us about it. Yeah. And uh, I I heard uh, yesterday. Uh, I'm sorry, yesterday last week. You listened to. The, the cries from the public and you made the show more diverse by adding Carole in. Yeah, yeah, we took the brown person out and added a woman. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, diversity is a, 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 a tricky thing because exactly. you, you, you know, can't have the white males in the minority, can you? So you, you've got the third <laughs> wheel that you replace every now and then. There's only so much you can do, right? Right, dude, I'm African. Why do you keep <laughs> banding me in with Tom as like this white male? <laughs> So, so when you say you're African, do you identify as African? Is that what I you're saying? I identify as as African with an I. <laughs> Irish African. Irish. I African. Is that... Perhaps you can explain to our listeners, Andy, quite what you mean for anybody who's looked at your profile photo. Uh, well, so, I mean, this is yeah, even doing my uh, 23andMe, uh, you know, DNA testing, which was... Um, uh, you know, it's actually very specific in terms of my uh, DNA makeup. Um, so I am 55% Irish uh, and I am, um, well, the rest of me is a bit of a mix of sub-Saharan African and Central and South Asian. Um, but that's that comes from an Irish mother and a Mauritian father. Yeah, it's so fascinating, isn't yeah. it? Absolutely fascinating. That, that, that actually explains why when people ask me, are you friends with... Uh, Andy and I'll be like, well, I, I like forty six percent of him, but not, not anymore. 
<laughs> half the time, half the time he's all right. Other yeah. times, <laughs> just just under half the time he's all right. <laughs> so, Andy, how about you? How you been doing? Uh, not too bad. Like uh, I think Jeff mentioned, the sun is shining. It's looking yeah. like a good day. I just got pinged by the uh, contact. I've still got the NHS, uh, you know, coronavirus contact uh, notification. Where I know the rest of the world's kind of forgotten it exists. Um, or certain, the UK government likes to pretend it's not around. But I travelled into the office on Tuesday uh, and I've just been pinged to tell me that I've been in contact with someone who's tested positive. And uh, I was in contact with them on the 15th, which was Tuesday. So Yay! I, uh, yeah, not happy about that, if I'm honest. So I've managed to avoid it for the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, well, yeah. funnily enough, I got pinged on Saturday as well because I went to a, a, a concert on Friday in uh Thankfully, the PCR tests have shown negative, so you know. Hopefully, we'll do with you too. Yeah, I mean, you've been doing a lot of travelling anyway since. Uh, <laughs> I think you've uh, you're always during the pandemic. You've been out and about, haven't you? I've been a bit more reserved with my time. Yeah. Uh, not well, out, out and about. I mean, within reason, within all legal limits. I hasten yes, to add. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. You know, such a such a such a white man thing to say. It's, it's, it's the kind of thing you say when doing your tax returns. No, I'm just waiting for the police to turn up because you know apparently they said they don't prosecute you know historical COVID restriction crimes, but apparently they are now. So you know, I just want to be clear. <laughs> Who knows? How have you been doing this week, Tom? I am very good, thank you. It's a bit of a photography week, actually. I was. Uh, Second shooter at a, a brand shoot um, in a highbrow clothing store in uh, Bristol this week. And tomorrow, uh, today being Thursday, because we're recording a day early, but tomorrow I'm going to a photography show in London. So, nice. yeah, I'm, wow. uh, it's, it's all about the cameras at the moment. Are you taking your credit card? If you are, don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm taking some cash. I sold an old camera of mine because I, I upgraded just before Christmas. Um, and uh, I've now decided to move um, entirely mirrorless uh, on my DSLRs. So I'm, I'm selling my or I sold my old 80D uh, DSLR, which is a you know traditional uh, mirror, mirrored uh, DSLR. Um, so I'm taking the cash that I got for that with me. To see if I can, you know, bag a bargain. Excellent, good stuff. Do you have your eyes on any particular camera, mirrorless camera? Um, I've already got. I've got an R six, a Canon R six, and a Canon R. And the R six is amazing, absolutely amazing. You know, I, I I've got a Canon M three, the mirrorless, which is really really good. I love it. It's my primary shooter. Um, yeah. But it is a bit on the the lightweight side. But um, yeah. those prices are just some ridiculous things. I mean, it's just like uh, some of the, the the costs and then the lenses and everything. I might have to give friend of the show, Quentin Tabor, a call and see if he can get me a, a, a friends and family discount from Canon. <laughs> yeah, get in, get in line, mate. Get in line. <laughs> you know, all photography aside, let's move on and see uh, what we've got coming up for you today. Well, this week in InfoSec talks about the start of the internet. I'm sure we do that about every three or four weeks, you know. Rant of the Week is a story about guilt by association. Billy Big Balls walks us through the inner workings of the world's largest ransomware company, Industry News, brings us the latest and greatest security news stories from around the world. And finally, Tweet of the Week 
gives tips on how to endear yourself to colleagues. And moving swiftly on to our favourite part of the show, the part of the show that we like to call... This Week in InfoSec. It is that part of the show where we take a stroll down InfoSec memory lane and rehash stories hoping that you are not paying attention. Uh, so as uh, Tom called it, uh, you know, drew attention to it. Um, our, do you know, actually, as you say, we are recording a day early, so um, less preparation than usual has gone into this. But I did kind of get sidetracked, as uh, I often do when I'm reading about things from the past and I get that sort of nostalgia. And I was looking through stories from, uh, you know, this time in the past, you know, this week in, in previous years. Um and it was funny to see some sort of parallels that were going on. So sort of 11th of March 2001, there was a huge rise in cases of foot and mouth disease going through the UK, which um, oh, yes. you know the government was worried about. And obviously this week we've got huge case rises of COVID, which um, everyone's just ignoring. Um, but in 1984, the miners striked, uh, you know, over changes to uh, pit closures and working hours there. And uh, we've just had tube strikes in London. You know, as people fear less work and the impacts of their pension. Um, 1990, a journalist was killed in Iraq. Um, you know, similar with what's going on in Russia at the moment. Some journalists have been killed going on out there. Um, Saudi authorities have obviously just executed 81 people. Um, you know, it, it's just all the parallels. Pakistani jet hostages released in 1981. Um, obviously, the the Ira- British Iranian national Nazarene was just uh, released yesterday uh, in the UK. So yeah, lots of um, lots of things going on. I'm a bit concerned about next week because in 2003, the US launched missiles against Saddam. Um, so, <laughs> oh crap. <laughs> You know, if anything like that's going to happen, we're uh, we're in trouble. Um, but I have to sell my American shares this week, then, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. dump your American stocks now, right? Yeah, Yeah, dump them now. Um, But alas, our first story takes us back thirty-seven years to the fifteenth of March, nineteen eighty-five, when the first internet domain was registered, Uh, and that domain was anyone got a guess? No, I know USA dot <laughs> freedom dot com. No, yeah. the first internet domain register was actually Symbolics dot com, uh, registered by a company called Symbolics, which was uh, a Massachusetts uh, computer company. Are they, um, are they still around? I'm I'm clicking on they, the link. They sold. I think they were sold in um, uh, 2009. I think I read. Uh, however, to, to those who want to nitpick this one, so they were the first that uh, they're regarded as the first domain name registered. Um, it wasn't the first domain name created, uh, however, because that title goes to Nordu.net, which was a Scandinavian research collaboration, um, which is used for the first root server, nick.nordu.net. So that had to be in place first before the first domain name could be registered. But as soon as domain names were registered, that was the uh, first one uh, which came about. I just clicked through to symbolics.com and it's not about the company at all. It's all about the world's first and oldest registered.com on the internet. And there's an about and you can download an ebook about it. There's a little museum about it. (laughs) It's like, this is the classic famous for being famous. 
yeah. conundrum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the uh, the digital version of Kim Kardashian from 1985. <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Is, uh... symbolics. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the it's the anti Kim Kardashian. Kim broke the internet. This created the internet. Like as yeah, we yes, exactly. It's, yeah, we've gone like full that. circle. But you know uh, what? It, there's there does look to be some fascinating stuff on here, though. Internet history in the making, and it's it's like. Internet History Museum. This right. This is a this is a, a a great big hairy rabbit hole right here. It is well as, as featured in Forbes, New York Times, Mashable, yeah. VentureBeat. Yeah, you got all of that stuff. The only thing that's missing is the um, who's the uh, this domain is for sale banner that comes up at the top. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. or a visitor counter. That's what we really yeah. want. Yes, <laughs> or a blinky heading text. <laughs> Netscape now. Um, Right, so moving on, our second story takes us back only four years uh, to the 16th of March 2018 when National Lottery owner Camelot warned that a low-level cyber attack um, affected customer accounts uh, and it asked all of its customers to change the passwords on their accounts as a precaution. Um, Now, what was good about this, I don't know if you remember this uh, attack in terms of what it was, but it was Purely what the hackers had done was they had just uh, gleaned credentials from across the internet from all other sites um, and just used those credentials to get into the Camelot website to see if you had a registered account there. Um, so Basically, no money was Password stolen. reuse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, just um, password reuse, credential, credential stuffing. stuffing. Yeah. And um, yeah, the <laughs> accounts that were affected were swiftly um, suspended. Um, but you know, with that, I always wondered what you would be able to do because it's—I don't think it's that easy to just change your registered bank account details on the site. Uh, it's no. not like you can withdraw stuff in cash, so it's a very slow attack. Like I get there, there's probably benefit in it, and there is a way of, you know, if you win big with someone else's money, then you know that there's potential to transfer that money somehow. Uh, I'm just not sure whether it's <laughs> the most efficient use of uh, you know stolen credentials. You'd have to steal millions and millions of credentials to even be in with a chance because what is it there are one in 14 million chance of winning or something like that you know so well you... i guess you know you got some of the lower prizes as well you know where so maybe like a true a 50 true. pounds win but it's may not it's be not going to take long for somebody to realize that that 50 quid didn't hit their bank account and you know what's going on but yeah. I saw somebody somebody on on Twitter actually modelled this, or, or I saw it on Twitter, and they modelled um, basically playing the same six numbers once a second, uh, and they ran it for, in theory, I think was it two thousand years or something like that, and they they modelled how much they would spend and how much they would make back, and by the end of that. 2000 years i think it was they had, had did not win the jackpot once made uh i think it was about 450,000 pounds and lost about 900,000 so overall they were down they were down the house always wins house yeah. always wins exactly yeah. so and that was with the same numbers so but it was really you know this thing was like whizzing through do you know what i mean you could see the you know the the amount lost and amount one going up and all that sort of stuff. It was really, it was really quite quite fascinating. But yeah, it does go to show that the odds are are totally against you. But you know, but the problem is, of course, the odds are fully against you if you don't play. Well, it could well, be you. 
Well, you know, I, th I think in this day and age, if you're clever enough to build those sorts of models and algorithms, become a data scientist. There's plenty of jobs out there and you'll be paid handsomely and you have a good career and less stress. So uh, try that for a change. <laughs> and then just put a pound on a week rather than a pound a second. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Andy. We always love a, a good trip down uh, memory lane. <laughs> This week in InfoSec. This is the podcast the Queen listens to. Although she won't admit it. Listen up! Rant of the week. It's such a mother rage! And in a great tradition of us trying to weave in current affairs into our programme and not actually been too successful rant of the week this week is about friend of the show eugene kaspersky and his kaspersky antivirus product so the headline reads germany advises citizens to uninstall kaspersky antivirus uh basically because of doubts over the, the company's reliability uh their bsi federal cyber security agency has basically said, don't install Kaspersky antivirus because it has doubts about the reliability of the manufacturer. Uh, this has happened before for Kaspersky. Obviously, they've long been a target of suspicious rumours. Uh, yeah. And I think in the US, I think, aren't they banned from being sold in the US? Yeah. As of the government last agencies can't, can't install them. Government yeah. agencies, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or anyone that works with government agencies. Yeah. Yeah, that means which if, if you file your taxes with the, the government, you can't use Kaspersky. <laughs> uh, so the BSI recommends replacing applications from Kaspersky's, Kaspersky's virus protection software portfolio with alternative products. So this does get my goat on a, on a number of levels, but conversely, I also see where they're coming from. So Kaspersky, Eugene Kaspersky, the man and the company, has been very clear about where they sit politically, which is they have no political affiliations. They are purely um, you know, a, a security vendor that happens to have come out of Russia. They've made it big internationally. And what they care about is security, not necessarily uh, the politics of it or doing a government's bidding or whatever. So, um, you know, I know a number of uh, you know, people who work at Kaspersky. J Jav, J you've met Eugene, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yes, briefly. Yeah, and, and I met him in Dublin uh, last. I, week. I see Jav very non-committal about talking about the time he stayed on his <laughs> private private uh, condo in. Uh... No, actually, you, you, <laughs> I was on his private island. With, uh, you, you're not you know. too wrong. You're not too wrong. I was. <laughs> I know I'm not. That's why I'm I saying a... you seem to be distancing yourself. Like the very point that Tom's trying to make, and you're trying to distance yourself from your buddy. <laughs> it's all right you're protesting too much jav which makes for a great show but um uh, you know I and i met him <laughs> he's off again he's off again so i met him last uh last november in dublin lovely guy he actually agreed to do a uh part of a podcast series um which never came to fruition unfortunately uh but um uh, you know, really nice guy, but obviously passionate about security. Politics is just something is of no interest to him or his company whatsoever. Um, and, you know, the products have been tested over and over and over again, and there's no sort of 
there's no hidden back doors or any anything like that in it you know it's a good quality uh, uh product at the end of the day so it on the one side it really feels like you know punishment of a company just because they're russian and you know actually we're reducing the choice that people have the flip side though I kind of get it. You know, there's two sides to this, you know, or three sides, actually, I think. Firstly, and I think, Andy, you and I were discussing this beforehand, there's the optics of it. You know, you really shouldn't be, you know, in the in the current climate and at a time when, um, you know, Putin is, is nationalizing everything he can get his hands on because nobody's supporting him, using the use of a Russian uh, organization at the very heart of your security be that for your citizens or for your you know government or whatever that's pr- problematic to say the least um secondly in the and I, as i as i hinted at before there's no reason why um you know putin may not decide or may decide not to um just take over the company i mean he's doing it with aircraft he's doing it with companies over there that have been left isolated because of uh, you know companies pulling out of it um, and and thirdly, just just the risk factor of those two things combined, the the risk of actually having um, uh, a, a Russian company at the centre of your organisation is potentially just too high, uh, just in case. So you know, there's a culmination of of issues there. So I find this so frustrating. Um, but then again, we're also seeing you know regular Russian citizens being. Um, well, cause harm effectively by losing their jobs, having companies that they've worked for for years shut down around them as, you know, countries around the world basically distance themselves from Russia. So it's kind of, um, you know, unsurprising, but very, very frustrating and extraordinarily unfair. So, you know, I think, um, um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a double-edged sword this week's rant. It is. It's yeah. not much of a rant because, you know, you couldn't sit on the fence anymore if you tried to, Tom. But I, I will say that I I do agree with you. I was wondering it's... where the splinters were coming from. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. You Sorry, could you say that part again? Um, what I do find the ranty part within me flaring no, the bit up. Part, like... The bit before that. Say the bit before that again. <laughs> People have got control. They can rewind no, and the hear bit it. before it's... that. Uh, so... Say what it. I, what I find, say it. I half agreed with you. I forty six percent agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that is that. Um, it's it's so much about the optics, and obviously there's so much going on politically. But if governments were really really worried about this stuff, they would be blacklisting and advising citizens and organisations, government departments, to stop using a ton of products and technologies. Yeah. Long before it. I mean, where, yeah. where's the brand start? Management, yeah, where, where's management, the governments talking about don't use Facebook or Cambridge Analytica or, or whoever yeah. it is? You know, but when it's a, a Western control. And the thing is, the threat when you think about it is exactly the same because any of these organizations that are privately owned, they could be compromised. You know, what, what if America was to go rogue and their government was to start, you know, getting hold of lots of data? So I think it's just a bit disingenuous. It's just all about optics and, and politics. Is. And and the sad thing is that it's just like poor innocent people in between getting caught up as collateral damage. So, you know, like you said, with uh, so many international firms pulling out of Russia, 
people there, like thousands of them, have just suddenly been left unemployed. So yeah. Yeah. they're not having bombs dropped on them, but all of a sudden, oh, I've got no job. I was, I was making good money as a developer, you know, two weeks ago, and now I'm, now I'm unemployed. It's, it's, uh, it's not the same as the, the people in Ukraine, but it's still innocent people suffering for, you know, whatever bad reasons there are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially the part where you agree with me. <laughs> Deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you. Well, that was uh, this week's rant of the week, which was uh, left me with a few splinters in my bum as a result of the fence sitting. And uh, thank you for agreeing with me, Jav. Rant of the week. This is the Host Unknown podcast, home of Billy Big Ball Energy. Jav, it's over to you now for this week's. Yes, I do have a story for you this week. Uh, what did Andy send to me in the show notes? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, I've got the, the cliff notes now. So a week or so ago, or not too long ago, a Ukrainian researcher leaked 60,000 messages from inside the Conti ransomware group. And the article is amazing. Uh, the, the link is in the show notes. I, I, it's from Wired. I recommend everyone just has a, a read about it. But, um, you know, the, the, obviously it's a Billy Big Balls move but on behalf of this researcher to just say, like, screw you. I've got all your logs. Uh, let, let's just expose them. And, and there's a Twitter account um, at Conti Leaks that... Um, is being used to to publish all these, but um, you know it, it's a really good insight into Conti's operations. And one of the things is that when 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 you sit outside and you see that ah oh, these cybercrime groups they're so organised, they're so efficient, they they've they collaborate so well. Why doesn't the security industry work and this that the in the same way? Why aren't we some more collaborative and professional? And then you read these chats. And they're just like any other organization in the world. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, they have like um, multiple departments. They have like H someone who looks after HR and admins and coders, researchers. It, it even has policies on how they should process the code and they share best practices about how to keep uh, hidden from law enforcement. Um they, they, they speak a lot about money and, and what have you. So some of their just bog standard programmers are paid around $1,500 to $2,000 per month. Um, but those that are their ransom negotiators, they can also take a cut off the profits. <laughs> so, <laughs> so It's just like salespeople on commission, right? It and is. It the, is it's the exactly like that. that build products and then you've got the, the salespeople that get the commission for selling it. But exactly. the thing is when... Whenever we think of gangs and criminals and all that sort of thing, all we ever see is, you know, people in smoke-filled you know, offices, the big boss yeah. with his feet on the desk and the yeah. lackeys surrounding him and all that sort of thing. And then in the factory below, you see the people loading the drugs or doing or whatever, and it never focuses on that. And mm. You forget that actually this is just a day job. 
it you is. Know, people may know, or may sometimes may not even know what they're doing, but you know they may well know what they're doing. But for them, it's it's putting bread on the table and keeping a roof over their heads, and they, you know, they're gonna they're gonna gossip. They're going to, you know, talk about their their just health normal and... stuff. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. and they're, and they they're probably going to complain about the working hours and how crap a manager. You know, that Vlad the Impaler is who happens to be the HR manager, you know, or whatever. Um, disciplinary well, meetings that, take on a whole new meaning. Yeah, you know? that's probably one of my favorite parts is that, you know, there's some guy they complained that they couldn't get hold of him because he went to get a haircut. Yes, yes. And he, right, look, he goes, I'm not available 24 hours a day, you know, this is just a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes. Exactly. This is a direct path exactly. to burnout. He said. Yeah. <laughs> you got ransomware gangs burning out, man. It's just, oh just it's just you read it. It's, it could honestly just be someone's leaked the Slack channel of a, a regular company. It yeah. is. Yeah. You know, such and such doesn't pull his weight. You know, they're <laughs> they're a waste of space. It's. Like... Did they do they get into our Slack channel? <laughs> <laughs> We we, yeah. we we say it loudly and proudly on our podcast every week. Well, we yeah. do actually, yeah. Because <laughs> let's face it, there was a lot of weight to be pulled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but even I like the fact that you know, just the, the pandemic. They even talk about how it's better to work remotely rather yeah. than having to to manage the six new offices they were proposing to open in St. Petersburg. I know. Um, I know. It's just crazy. So, so one of the one of the 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 the, the more like scary claims that came out of it was they they say that they claim to have an unnamed journalist on its payroll who would get a five percent cut by helping put pressure on the victims to pay up oh that's smart that's like proper advocacy evangelist stuff (laughs) (laughs) maybe i could get a job yeah (laughs) no but that is so sneaky And, and this is like uh, that the whole like Cold War thing all over again. It's like who's a mole? Who's like trying to convince you to pay or influence you to pay? And it's 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 a bit. Oh, it's it, you have to say that's genius, but it's like so horrible. As well. well, it's business. It's just that it's a legal business. Yeah, that's all. You know that if any other company, if it if it was any other company that didn't deal that did very similar things but didn't you know, blackmail people at the end of the day or steal stuff. Um, it would all be, you know, all's fair in, in love and business, right? That's mm. that's just how we do things. We we hire people to make our product look good and encourage you to buy it and make other people's product look inadequate. That's yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so it's it's a fascinating story. I, I recommend everyone read it. And then you, you know you get a bit of a chuckle. You you sort in, in some ways you start to empathise with them because hey, these people have the same working conditions that we do. It's it's not that different. They have the same challenges. They have the same same problems. So it, it kind of like humanises them in a way. So basically, the grass isn't always greener. No, 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 it's not. So um, yeah, stay, stay 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 where you are. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Big Balls of the Week. We are officially the most entertaining content amongst our peers. So, Andy, you know those sci-fi films where there's a big sort of crack of thunder and 
you know, a guy, a sp- guy in a spacesuit appears out of nowhere, and, and yeah. he um, and he says, you know, and and it it makes me think of this because we're doing this on a different day, and he runs to the nearest people. He says. You know what? What day is it? What year is it? <laughs> All I've got to say to you, Andy, is what time is it? It is that time of the show where we head over to our news sources over at the Infosec PA Newswire, who have been very busy bringing us the latest and greatest security news from around the globe. Industry news: French bank denies access to Russian workforce. Industry news: The UK unveils new cyber flashing law. Industry news. Israeli government websites taken offline in large-scale cyber attack. Industry news. Hackers hit Rosneft. Industry news. UK blocks Assange's extradition appeal. Industry news. A vast merger raises competition concerns. Industry news. Irish watchdog finds Meta $19 million over data breach. Industry news. Kaspersky hits back at politically motivated BSI advisory. Industry news. Thousands of mobile app exposes user data via cloud misconfigurations. Industry news. And that was this week's... Industry news. Huge if true. Huge if true. So I'm looking at the UK unveiling new cyber flashing law. Yeah, and and Jav, Uh, that means if you do it again, I can get you arrested. (laughs) So uh, looking at, so lawmakers in the United Kingdom have made it a criminal offence to use a cell phone, dating app or social media to send unsolicited sexual images. Good. Which I thought it was illegal anyway, like you know, unsolicited dick pic. I thought that that was. I think illegal. it might be a difference. To, is it a difference between a a a, 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 a criminal act versus a, a civil act? Right. Like okay. That? So Maybe. now, it, right. So now it could. Um, you can get so jail the, time. Yeah, the new online safety bill: individuals convicted of sharing an image or video of a person's genitals for their own sexual gratification, or to cause another person humiliation, alarm, or distress, could spend up to two years in prison. Yeah. Wow, and it also aims to hold technology firms accountable for promoting harmful behaviours. Um, yeah, that's wow. good. I think it's that's right. Good you things, know, yeah. nobody wants an unsolicited dick pic unless it's a picture of um, Dick, dick Van, Van Dyke. Dyke. Yeah. yeah, online platforms will be required to protect users from fraudulent adverts as well. There's a, it's a lot going in in this new bill. Yeah, I think they're, they're bundling a, f- a fair amount in there. And th- th- this is where the, some of the challenges with this is. So fraudulent adverts, you know, a bit like, you know, we'll get £350 million a week to put on the NHS, which went on the side yeah. of the bus apparently. That That's not going to be allowed in the future. <laughs> Which again, you got to wonder why it's allowed at the moment. It's, it's <laughs> the irony. The irony is deafening. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, the Avast merger rate uh, uh, raises competition concerns. There's huge amounts of competition in that space. Uh, I. Hmm. So this is what this. So Norton Lifelock is a freemium sort of software provider, yeah. right? Similar to Avast. So. That does kind of remove one of the well-known players in the market, right? I think that that's but so, the issue. But so many of them 
there's plenty out there that have a free offering that you then pay for premium services. And I don't. I, I still so if don't... you if you remove Avast and who's the other one that's um, begins with an A in the market? Oh, um, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I know who you mean. I can see that. Logo, it's like black with coloured blocks on it. Yeah. So then, who's left, right? So you take out, uh, <coughs> take out a vast, merge that into Norton. Who's left? Uh, Microsoft has a um, built-in uh, free yeah. capability. If if so. you want to talk about lack of competition, that's that's the one. It's the Microsoft. That that's I see that no different from the the old Internet Explorer Internet versus Explorer. yeah, you know that the whole thing. It's bundled in. Oh, yeah, free. But, but Microsoft's not buying one of its competitors. No, it's not. That, that's Wait, the job of the CMA is to make sure that you know that consumers are not impacted. I just want to know why there's only one monopolies commission. Mm. Good point. They're the only ones that understand the rules of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Different with every family you play with. <laughs> uh, I see the Kaspersky thing is here. We're obviously uh, ahead of the game there. I mean, we we broke this story first in our. Part of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. we, we broke this story 20 minutes ago. Yeah, God. get with the program, man. <laughs> we did invite uh, Mr. Kaspersky to come on uh, the show to give his side of the story, but unfortunately, he uh, declined to attend. No, he didn't. We, we did not ask him, and he did not decline. That That's fake news. Sorry, <laughs> Jeff. Are you looking for another invitation to his secret yeah. Tracy Island? <laughs> See? See how defensive he gets. Yes. Like, Jeff's absolutely petrified about being associated I'm with not, I'm, not, I'm just saying that I don't want anyone to listen to this and, and not get the humor or not realize that this was like the. The 12% idiot of you speaking that's like saying something that is factually incorrect. And that's not just any idiot, that's a genetic idiot. Yes, exactly. Oh, dear. Well, we did get that complaint about Andy uh, again, actually thinking about it, siding, you know, with Putin over Ukraine. Um, Oh, and actually, that reminds me, we did get a little bit of sponsorship money a couple of weeks ago. And although they said, uh, please don't they said, name please me. Please don't. The... Do not associate my name with your show. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah. associate my name with your brand, which, let's face it, kind of makes sense. <laughs> but we know you're listening. And so thank you very much. I just want to let you know that uh, we do appreciate it. Yes. It's, uh, it certainly helps pay for the, 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 the tea and biscuits every yeah. year. As, as soon as you sent it, Tom was like, I'm going to a camera show in London. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was generous, but it wasn't yeah. that generous. <laughs> Thank you, Eugene. It's very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm buying this new camera. It's called the Kanonsky. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Anything else in here that looks interesting? No. No. <laughs> there are mobile apps ex- exposed yeah. via cloud misconfigurations. Ooh. Yeah. Links in the show notes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just read them. Just read Facebook them. Find again. Excellent. There we go. That was this week's Industry News. You're listening to the Host Unknown Podcast. Bubblegum for the brain. All right, so Andy, it's over to you for this week's Sweet of the Week. And we always play that one twice. Sweet of the Week. And this week's Tweet of the Week comes from Kalugla's Hoss, uh, Moon Polysoft. And he says it's a tip Uh, for all software. Caligula's Hoss. 
Caligula's Hoss. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you can read that. Um, <laughs> a quick tip for all software engineers. A great way to punch up any meeting and make your co-workers admire you is to drop a, well, at Google, Facebook, Netflix, whatever. We did it this way. Everyone absolutely <laughs> loves that. <laughs> I think you can do it. Always talking about how you did it so much better at your previous employment is uh, a sure way to endear yourself with uh, new colleagues. It yeah. is. It is. It, is that is that similar? You know, it just reminds me of like Tom every like when I was a CISO, I used to do this and I used to manage a team like this and I had people that done this for me. It just sounds yeah, normally on a, uncanny. It's normally on a panel when people are asking, when you were a CISO, what did you do? <laughs> no one's ever asked you that. <laughs> Can I just throw in this tweet that um I actually shared with the group as well, which I thought was just brilliant, uh, which was um it was a headline in the evening standard, Red Bull Thieves steal eight hundred and fifty thousand pounds worth of energy drink in a staggering heist in Belgium. And the person who quoted it says what we've all uh thinking, I don't know how these people sleep at night. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very good. Very, Very good. good. Excellent. Thank you for this week's Tweet of the Week. You know, just speaking of Red Bull, it just reminded me like um, of this thing. So we're old enough to remember when Red Bull was just a drinks company, like energy drinks. Yes. Yeah. But I, I'm sure like there's kids these days like, aren't they a Formula One team? Aren't they, aren't they like an extreme sports sponsor yeah, or something they have a football club in the bundesliga in germany yeah. <laughs> do they really yeah wow. rb leipzig the rb stands for red bull uh, a friend of mine is uh, one of the uh, senior it folks at red bull in germany in munich wow is That's he a friend cool. of the show uh perhaps he should be mm. Yeah. Mm. i mean we'll sponsor yeah. that you know if they want to sponsor us get us one of those minis with the big red bull can on top I'll yeah. drive that around. <laughs> i've got no shame yeah, yeah. I, I remember a few years ago, um, I was talking to my daughter about, we were talking about music or something, and I said, oh, Dr. Dre made this this album with them. She's like, Dr. Dre? She go, I go, yeah. She goes, doesn't he make headphones? I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, oh, my God, I failed. So we got home, got on Straight Out of Compton, the, that documentary that accurately depicts like who Dr. Dre is, the NWA and everything. And, Oh, and uh, that's like uh, people thinking that Snoop Dogg's known for his cooking shows with Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. No, isn't he known for lying on top of his kennel? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Okay, Charlie Brown. <laughs> All right. Woodstock on that era. note, Jav, thank you very much for this week. Oh, you're welcome. Stay secure. It's good to have you back. Yeah, I know. I know. And uh, and thank you for agreeing with me. And Andy, thank you, sir. Stay secure, my friends. Stay secure. You've been listening to the Host Unknown podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, comment and subscribe. If you hated it, please leave your best insults on our Reddit channel. Worst episode ever. R slash smashing security. So there's actually, it's not uh, security related, but there's a great um, thing about how Red Bull got so popular uh, in the past in terms of um, how the regulators actually helped them. 
you know, by telling them that they had to put warnings on the uh, can <laughs> saying that, you know, <laughs> this isn't for children, like do not consume more than two of them. And, you know, the Red Bull branding team were like, yeah, we'll put that on the can. Yeah, of course we'll add all this stuff. Anything that sort of makes it like, you know, you shouldn't be drinking it. Dangerous, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they said it just absolutely launched them into, um, you know, well, the brand they are today. Well, yeah. It's like Yorkie and uh, it's not for girls. Yeah, that one didn't age well, though. No. <laughs> That was a... No, 